Keep pounding isn't just a slogan, it's a way of life. Ice up, son. Ice up. They want to be the very best that they can be in everything that they do. I think when you have that mentality in the locker room, you can be special. When you have it with your coaching staff, you can be really good. And when it starts with your owner and it starts with your GM, you can be memorable. If I'm moving someplace and we're doing this in Carolina, the first thing I care about is winning. The second thing I care about is winning. And the third thing I care about is you guys are smart. So you, you win a lot of ways, and I don't like to lose it anyway. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 704 Forecast. It's Sunday, March 13th. Uh, the NCAA just released their March Madness brackets, but the only madness that seems to be happening right now is occurring in the NFL. As they're trying not to be overshadowed by the NCAA tournament, the return of Major League Baseball, and now, as of the last hour, Tom Brady returning back to the National Football League. I think that's about it. Did I skip anything? Um. Yeah, there's nothing else going on. Not, yeah. not, not anything at all. Uh, hopefully, right now, uh, Dave Tepper's on his way down to Houston, Texas, and hopefully, bring him back a quarterback. Uh, at this hour, it seems like the Saints are trying to make a, a last ditch effort to uh, one up the Panthers' offer. Uh, it seems like the two teams that are most serious and have been linked for the last couple hours. I would say it is a fluid situation, but things have kind of been progressing that way. It's going to come down to either the New Orleans Saints or the Carolina Panthers at this moment. The Seattle Seahawks were linked uh, as they do have quite the package that they could offer after coming off of the Russell Wilson trade, but it doesn't seem like they're going to end up pursuing that. Uh, from I've read a couple of reports that Drew Locke is. Is all right. They're all right with, with that idea. It wasn't just a throw-in. So we'll see what happens, whether they end up taking a quarterback or um, rolling with Drew Locke. But as of right now, it seems like it's us and the Saints. Uh, Deshaun Watson's cleared of criminal charges. That's the news that broke late last week and it's kind of caused this flurry of, uh, as you guessed it, Dave Tepper trying to go get his guy again. Uh, Wes and Corey, how are you guys? Sorry for the long-winded uh, introduction for us all. Um, have at it. Floor is y'all's. Man, I'm ready for this mess to be over. Corey said it before we started, but it's been a year, a year plus, right out of year. It's time to just figure out where he's going to go. Yeah, I, and I hate to be like this, but I'm, I'm at the point now with this whole mess where I just feel like it's a no-win either way for us because, yes, if if we do end up being the, the Deshaun, you know, winning that Deshaun sweepstakes, and he comes here. I mean, we're going to be completely decimated in terms of an asset standpoint with nothing really left to build with. Um, and then also, obviously, you're going to have, you know, the off the field stuff, the fractured fan base, because if you've been on Twitter, it's just been the Wild West this whole week. I mean, people virtue signaling one way or another. And it's just uh, it, it's a situation. And if we don't and you know end up with him and he goes to, you know, New Orleans, God forbid, then we have to see him twice a year. So I. Uh, uh, 
man, I'm just I'm I'm so fatigued with this, man. I'm so tired of the what ifs. I'm so tired of the scenarios. I'm so tired of the insider information. Like I'm just ready for this dude to to, to figure out where he's going and and it be done so that we can stop speculating, we can stop talking about it, and, and we can move on because uh, he's this thing is just taking a life of its own at this point and and i'm just i'm really tired of of it all i'm just i'm over it I, i'm i'm over talking about where he's going and you know all that so but here we are we're gonna do a whole episode about it because we kind of have to yeah and i mean i to be honest this is not what i want to talk about this episode like i want to talk no. about the draft i want to talk about right. some, some names i want to talk about some guys that i've been watching some guys like Cole Strange that I've been talking about for two months was a guy you could grab at 142 and now he's going higher than he's going like before pick 80 now. And just I wanted to talk about the draft. But guess what? If this happens, the, the draft is we don't have a top 100 pick. So um, <laughs> for guys like me. For guys like me, if the draft happens, offseason's gonna be pretty boring because I, I like mocks. I like I like doing things like that. And we're not gonna have a first round pick for a while. There's um, gonna be no point in breaking down any prospects if <laughs> I mean, you know, there's gonna be no point in doing a, a prospect show if, if this goes through because we're not gonna have any any picks probably I, for the next two years. So. If it goes down, I still want to talk about the any things we can grab top one hundred in hell. I still wanna do our 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 top our first round discussion because I still enjoy it I, I, I mean I don't know about you guys but I, I still would like to to kind of do our rankings rankings again yeah I mean regardless I think that's something that we'll end up doing uh before the draft starts but you guys just kind of touch on what you said about you know kind of being out of assets and the cupboards being bare if this trade does happen so the, the rumor right now is that the Texans are looking for three first round picks uh more mid-round picks and possibly a, pl- a young player or two Names being linked, J.C. Uh, Horn, uh, Derek Brown, Brian Burns, uh, Jeremy Chin. Hell, even I've seen a, a D.J. Moore thrown out there as well. So that's kind of what the asking price is. The, the latest from Aaron Wilson, uh, reporter for the NFL, uh, said just before we came on that the Saints offers looking like three first-round picks. Uh, the Texans want uh, possibly second-round picks as well, and then also some combination of Ryan Ramchick and uh, some of their younger pieces like a Marcus Davenport it's thrown in as well. So you can kind of see it. It's a steep asking price regardless of who ends up uh, paying it. But, you know, that's 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 where we're at. I mean, the, the quote I've kind of been having in the back of my head all week is if you don't have a franchise quarterback, then none of the, the rest matters. So, I mean, you, you know, you're shooting yourself in one foot, but this is you – know, Tepper's been chasing this guy for the last year. And do you think he's going to allow himself to be outbid this late into it? I don't really think so. But I think therein, therein lies my problem. I, From a football standpoint, I'm not arguing that Deshaun Watson's not a top five quarterback in the NFL. Like I 1,000% agree with that and understand that. But, you know, there are other ways and other avenues that should have been explored on, on, on getting a franchise quarterback. And you – You've ruined it this past the past two seasons. Could bring me to another point. The way that Rule has gone about this whole thing, the way this team has gone about this whole rebuild, has been completely back you know back asswards, for lack of a better. And now you're just gonna extend it out even further. Like I understand, yes, if we trade for Deshaun Watson, 
great. We have a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years probably. That's wonderful. But when are we going to be competitive again? If you're giving, you know, when, when are you going to be able to, to, to add help to him? How are we going to pay DJ Moore with, with Deshaun Watson's contract? I mean, I, I, I'm just really interested to see what the, what the, the follow-up moves it, that we would be having to make should this trade go through. Because I'm not – Deshaun's not amazing. I mean, he's – you know, like we instantly go to have in a top-five quarterback in the NFL, but – and just to what cost – so, so two things. Two yeah, things. The, the, the seller yeah. cap's not real. Two, well, two, two things. Well, I guess three things. One, oh, yeah. if, if, if New Orleans, if New Orleans can figure out a way to do this again, I, I promise you, the salary cap doesn't exist. It's, it's absolute. Just they, they just, it, they've managed to just lie to the rest to the NFL about salary cap for what, the better part of a decade now. I don't know. Um, so second, we shouldn't pay DJ Moore. So that answers you that that question um, because DJ Moore is not worth 80 million plus, which he's going to command after looking at what uh, Gallup just got 65 over five. Um, and third, I keep saying everyone says you have the franchise quarterback for a decade. What makes you think he's going to stay? I mean, you Good have point. to be sure when you, when you do this, but when you, I mean, you got four years, you got four years to prove it to him that, that this is a place he wants to be. It's a risk that you have to take, I guess. But, I mean, damn, I'd rather – I hate saying this, but I'd rather trade the farm for a guy like Deshaun than let them keep swinging these reclamation projects like Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold and whoever they would bring in, Mitch Trubisky, this offseason. I think I just – Deshaun, Wa- Deshaun Watson is a top-five quarterback, but you just can't decimate the team like that. And I'll – I'm going to support the team no matter what happens. And I'll probably be happy if we win the Sean, but the, the logic, the logical person in me is just thinking, look at six, look at even trading back to the middle and, and adding the, the two offensive linemen. You can add, look at adding a guy like Scherf the, with the, the 30 million that you have open right now. Just look at how you could build the team the right way and put a guy like Mariota back there. And with Brady back, you probably don't win the division, but you could you could back yourself into a wild card spot doing that if you build the team the right way. And right, and, and we you had, find and you yeah. figure out the quarterback as it happens. And, and heck, if the, if the season goes bad next this year, next year you've got two guys coming out that everyone seems to think are better than anybody in this class this year. I don't know. Just playing devil's advocate here. Um, I still think I'll probably be like, let's go if we win the Deshaun sweepstakes because we've, it's been since a healthy cam since we've had a competent quarterback. So. I, and yes, I, I will say that Deshaun back there, you know, it's, it's kind of like how but with cam, we're always shot, you know, and, and you, you know, I can, if it happens too, I'll probably be drinking that Kool-Aid again and right back there where it's been, but looking at, uh, looking at it from a different standpoint, like what we've talked about all week. Okay. I've been on this. Let's build this offensive line the right way. Let's let's acquire some some worthwhile free agents. Let's sign Marcus Mariota. Let's trade back, possibly gain a first for next year. Take a Linderbaum, you know, take a pinning later in the first round. 
build up the O-line. And then next year, boom, hopefully you've acquired enough assets that you can go get a Bryce Young or the, the Ohio State kid. And there we go. Let's go. But I just don't see how you build a sustainable championship contending team without the assets. Because this is not the – a Ram situation where, you know, you're a couple pieces away. So of course, fuck them picks. <laughs> like, you know, that that's, that's not what this roster is. And, and you're looking at giving up maybe Brian Burns, who I don't think Brian Burns is what, I don't think Brian Burns is like this game changing dominant player that some Panthers fans seem to think he is, but he's still a very important piece in our defense. And Jeremy Chin, definitely not, man. I mean, I, I, I'm just, Oh, it's just a lot to give up. But like like you said, Wes, if it happens and we pull this out of our butts, I will probably be right there with everybody else that is like, okay, let's let's freaking go. So if you get to Sean, <sighs> what a, if, what a roller coaster. If you land to Sean, it's probably more easy to get convinced free agents and players to come on cheaper deals. That's I mean, it, 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 it may change the way people are currently viewing the organization at the moment. But on the other hand, how bad does it look if Dave Tepper and Matt Rule go all in here on Deshaun Watson and they get told, nah, you guys suck. We're not, I'm not, you know, I'm not coming. Become the laughing stock of the NFL if they weren't already. But it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I change my mind every five minutes on which way I lean on what I want to happen. But, and this tweet right here that I put out yesterday just takes me back to it of the core, what, what your core of your team would look like if you did it. And I did it if they included Tunsil in the trade, and I don't think there's been any rumors that they did it, so I'm going to take him out. The four offensive linemen that you have that are competent left on the roster, and you don't have much money left to sign them, Brady, Elf, Deontay, and Moten. That's four. And Deontay is still unproven. That's four offensive linemen. Nobody else left on the roster that's worth starting. You've got Deshaun, CMC, Robbie, DJ, I think one of them probably – one of the two is probably gone. That's for either Robbie for a cap casualty or DJ as part of the deal. Terrace, Trimble, Ian, and Shy. That's your offense. That is the core of your offense. That's it. If you can fix the offensive line, I mean I, – the, the skill oh, position's fine. The skill yeah, position's yeah. – CMC, Robbie, and Terrace with Trimble, Ian, and Shy as your supporting cast, that's fine. Deshaun can work with that. It's the offensive line that worries me still there. And it's what worried me for all of Cam's career. It's what worried me for the Teddy and Sam era. And so then let's take a look at the defense that you have after. And so there's going to be some question marks as to who's in the deal. So you likely lose two of, or at least one of chin burns and, and DB. So at most you have two of those left. You've got YGM, Shaq, Luvu, Fox, Davion, and Henderson and Horn. I'm I'm also, and I will I will hear this argument out too, and I'll understand this argument. I think that with competency at quarterback, you do set your defense up in a better situation than we were last year when you're actually putting points on the board and they're not having to constantly either one pick up after a turnover that's you know Sam's thrown an interception or, or fumbled or whatever and two you're playing with a lead 
So, you know, you, you can kind of pin your ears back more. So I, I do understand that train of thought that even if you do lose a piece or two, it's going to be better as a whole anyway because the offense is going to be actually competent and in, in moving the ball and, and putting points on the board. I just hope that you, <laughs> you're really going to have to really rely on, on your player development and your player acquisition and your mid-round evaluations, which have really yet to be shown we can do because you're only going to have mid-round picks for a couple years. So Lock somebody out of the room. I mean, uh, I mean Scott Fitter basically but, built a Super Bowl team around Russell Wilson with day two picks. I mean, I trust Scott. I mean, I, th- I think we probably were all in agreement on that. Uh, for Matt yeah. to say that I don't, I don't make you know picks and I don't make selections and final moves. I mean, we all know it's a load of shit. But uh, I, I trust Scott's evaluation. I mean, he 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 works the draft board. I mean, wonderfully. I mean, we saw that last year with how many draft day trades he's made. So from that aspect, I mean, I, I, I trust you know the ability to identify talent in later rounds. You know, it's just not having those picks. But, you know, then, then again, none of them are, are for sure things anyways. Yeah, but no, you're looking – with that, with that core that we mentioned, you're looking at picks 105, picks 142, and pick 147. Those are your, that's your mid-round picks that you have left. And then I think it's those three, 199 and 220. That's your, that's your five picks you have. You're looking at three of them every, having to be contributors every, from day tr- one. It, and every scenario, well, every scenario I've seen also has the Texans sending us a four this year. I don't know. Like, again, that's just every scenario that's been thrown out there has included a random four. So you're going to have that possibly. But again, like you said, you're, you're looking at finding day one contributors in the fourth through the seventh round. <laughs> it's pretty tough. Yep. I mean, because the, the cap space will be – non-existent i mean there'll be a little bit but like matt said in the, in the chain this in the, the chat this morning that they wanted to leave 10 million for in-season moves and depending on who is included in deshaun they don't have much left to spend if they want to save 10 million i think it's roughly around 19 million. well even even if you bring so even if you bring deshaun in you're looking at depending on who you send away there's gonna have to be some major restructuring done i mean cmc's gonna have to restructure Robbie possibly going to have to restructure. I mean, they're going to have to do some manipulation to, to make the cap work and, and get us under what we need to be if, you know, again, depending on who we send away. So, I don't Yeah, ideally, really, you, want, you want Sam involved in that deal. You restructure a Robbie and you restructure Christian, and then you try to see what you could do with Deshaun's contract that you take on. And, I mean, if, it seems like, you know, just – thinking off the top of my head that that's going to clear up a decent amount of room depending on how much they can manipulate that just because they're the big if you, numbers. So if, to my you point somehow, earlier, could, if you somehow convince the Texans to take Sam Darnold and that money, then <laughs> more power to you. That's, they've got to take one of him or Robbie to even make it work though. Like it's, it doesn't yeah. work without that. And so that they've, that's got to be part of it. But what this is, no one has said this and I don't know why he would be stupid enough to do it, but would Deshaun agree to an extension that allowed for some cap funniness. You think you think he'd agree to something right off the gate, right off the gate? Kirk Cousins did. Okay. And some sort of extension. He's got four now. Maybe maybe we give him a two-year extension to give him six total. 
with us. Well, and if he wants to some, win, then yeah. If he it, wants to win and, and be able to allow flexibility for for his new team, then he absolutely should be open to that. I mean, yeah. he hasn't played in a year. Other than that, I don't see – I don't know exactly how creative we can get with his – restructuring his I don't I don't know I'm not a cap specialist yeah. by any by any way but that that's that just a thought that I had if I mean it, financially I mean financial numbers aside I mean just just think about this I mean uh, uh, I I don't know if there we've had anything that could compare to a Deshaun Christian DJ Moore offense just just in terms of weapon weaponry that we would have with that cam cam had cam had christian before christian was christian yeah cam never had a receiver as good as dj and right. as much crap as i give dj um and healthy cam never had a, a, a receiver as good as dj he obviously had dj for a period of time um so i i, I said it i said it back last year at this time last year i said it if Deshaun Watson is a Carolina Panther. He instantly becomes the best quarterback we've ever had. And I love Cam, but, I mean, that's just point blank. Yeah. I mean, you can find pieces to fill in, I guess, on the defensive line. Maybe the edge. I mean, it's, it's tougher to find defensive tackle than it is an edge. But uh, I probably would part with – I mean, Derrick Brown obviously would be my first one. But if you if it came between Burns and Chin, I mean, I guess you're probably leaning – more of a Brian Burns, but it's tough to swallow that pill when you're not going to be able to afford Hassan Reddick and bringing him back. Yeah, I, I think what I what I lean is you've got to find a way in that in that scenario you, they have to take Sam, and you've got to find a way to get rid of Robbie, and then you can still fit, you can do something in free agency still. So if if you if you if they'll take Sam, which I think needs to be part of the deal, even add throw in an extra mid round pick next year, if you have to, for them to take Sam. And then you call whoever will give you a third for Robbie, because that also replenishes a little draft cap this year. And if, if maybe, maybe even work, wiggle your way back into a second, if you can take your third, that third and a fourth and get back up into the second um, with that, but you've got to find a way to get Robbie's cap space off and get a pick back for it. And, and I think that Houston, I mean, a lot of these leaks probably coming from Houston to try to get, you know, all they can from us, because if you've been paying attention, they prefer our package and a trade with us over anybody. I mean, we have the number six pick, the Saints pick at what, 18, 13, somewhere around there. So, I mean, they can't compete with us on that. Houston already has the number three pick. So if they want it to, they can combine six and three and go up to number one. Or they can trade back from six or trade back from three and get more draft capital to jumpstart this rebuild that they've been in. Yeah, I mean, I think we're positioned – of the teams that are wanting to go for it, that have said they want to go for it, we're in the best position. I think Seattle, they've talked about it, but and they're in great position, like you said, after the trade. The Eagles are the team in the best position, but Deshaun reportedly won't waive the no trade clause there. They have three first round picks they can offer this year. And they have a quarterback who could step in and be better than Davis Mills right now in Hurts. And I'm not that high on Hurts, but he's a starter. He's mid-tier, but he's a starter. Yeah. I mean, don't don't forget what Pep Hamilton's done down there. So 
I don't know. I mean, I think they prefer a trade with us. I think now there's a lot of smoke coming out that, you know, they're trying to get everything they can for us. And I mean, do you look like a sucker or do you, you know, you go through with it? I just, I think it's been handled wrong since the get go, just like with everything with this team, it seems that this, there's this front office and this team since Tepper's taken over, it's like you, you gave, I mean, basically the entire NFL knows that you are basically have a hard on for this guy and you're going to do whatever it takes to get him. So you've given up all leverage to begin with. And I mean, I understand that at the end of the day, they know who's calling them and they know how vested you are, but to let every single person in this industry know that you want this guy and you don't really care what it's going to take to get him, then it's just handled wrong. They don't have any poker face whatsoever. <laughs> I would love to play. I would love to play poker with David Tepper. Boy, let me tell you what. But they haven't had one since he, since he bought the team. No, I know. I know. Is, and you, everything that happens in the organization leaks out now. And I don't think that's by just some, you know, that's just not a miracle that everything's been leaking out since Matt Rule took over. I think that there's a lot of people in that front office that handle it like it's a college team. It's true. They can't keep their mouth shut. So now they're back in the team into a to a corner. But related, like you said, related with uh, Tom Brady coming back out. Um, there, I just saw the Super Bowl odds now that updated in the NFC Championship odds that updated. Do guys like Gronk and does Gronk come back out of retirement to play with Brady one more time? And and do some other veterans take take cheap deals because Tampa Bay is not in great cap space spot either. Uh, I don't even know if Gronk even um, – I don't even know if he announced his retirement. Yeah, I think he literally has just been in limbo. I thought he I, I, I thought he said he wasn't coming back, but I, that could have just been in unofficial. But they went from 20-1 to 1 to 10-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They went from 10-1 to 1 to 5-1 to 1 to win the NFC. Well, do you, but you do wonder, okay, so <clears throat> they, have to, they have to try to figure out how to sign Godwin, all right, because you know, he's a free agent. Um, you had the offensive lineman Marpet retire. Um, yeah, I just, they're they're in a tough spot too. I mean, Brady coming back, you 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 sit there and you think to yourself like all these all this stuff about them being linked to Deshaun too, and then all of a sudden Brady's just like, nah, man, like I'm gonna come back. Like what? <laughs> just crazy, man. It's just a crazy day and a crazy week. Yeah, I mean, that crazy. was that was just Giselle making him retire, wasn't it? Yeah, had to be, because she's over it. She's over it, and she lets it that everybody knows that she's over it. I mean, she's Brady, not a secret about it. Brady plays in Tampa, right? He doesn't try to force his way to San Francisco. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I mean, I, Florio seems to think that there's there's smoke there. I don't know. What Tampa might want the San Fran give up Trey Lance for a year of Tom Brady? I think They're they would idiots. try to. Yeah, I think they would try to force off Jimmy G on him, which is where I don't think it goes anywhere. I mean, if you gave I mean, up I, Trey, Trey Lance, what are you gonna do? Bench Garoppolo for a year and then roll Jimmy back out there when Tom retires? 
man. No, you're going all in yeah. for for a Super Bowl at that point is what yeah. you're doing. And honestly, I wouldn't put it past Shanahan. It's just yeah, these nuts. are not, not yeah, not things that I expected to be talking about on a Sunday in March. It's, it's been the cra- it's legitimately been the craziest sports week just of rumors and news and things going on that I can remember in a long time. I mean, watch tomorrow. Uh, if anything, I, I bet this thing probably's got to get done early tomorrow. You can't let this drag out for another week. Well, I mean, that's and then so there again, we the smoke that's coming out is he wants to meet with whatever team that you know. How if these teams are not like I said, if they're not like trying to set up Zoom meetings this afternoon, like right now, going into the night and then into tomorrow to try and get this done before free agency, then they're doing everybody a disservice. All right. Especially Deshaun, like at, at this point, man, like, you know, you've drugged this thing out to a point where you just kind of need to be like, you know, whoever comes with this offer, you know, if you're cool with it, then just sign off on it, man. Cause you, you can't take this out anymore. Like, you know, I know that he, people say he would love to play in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh has no interest. You don't have a team like, Kansas City or like Pittsburgh that's a, a player maybe a player away that's going to come out of the woodwork at the last minute and scoop in and save you like you're you're kind of scraping with what you've got at this point the teams are going to give the best packages are going to be just like us and there's going to be multiple re, rebuilding pieces that need to happen before they're going to be where he, the level he thinks that they should be on so he needs to suck it up at this point and whichever team comes out with, with the best offer tomorrow, just say, okay, man, let's roll and, and end this. Yeah, you think you would like everybody put, say put put teams on a on a list and say, here, here are the teams I'll wave the clause for. Go out there and get the best one and you can trade me. You don't you don't have to come back and check with me. You'd think. Yeah. What's crazy to me? It's back to this whole salary cap being fake thing. The Saints were 75 million over the cap. Deshaun has a $35 million cap hit. That's $110 million. If they can make this happen, why do we have a cap? I, I, I don't get it. Maybe that's why Ramchick has to be. Maybe that maybe that's coming from New Orleans side. Like but Ramchick uh, has to be in there to make it work. But yeah. I still – Ramchick's not getting paid $75 million this year. No, yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, they're still – They've restructured others, but I, they're still not – even with Ramchek going, they still don't have the space. I'm going to pull it up now while you guys keep talking of what their current cap, cap situation looks like. They restructured, I think, five or six deals. So you think, you know, they've made significant progress. I think they've cleared up, you know, 35 or 40-some million, and there's still work to be done. But, I mean, everything seems like Mickey Loomis is just going all in on making this happen, shaking the roster up. It doesn't matter. But this is the same guy. I mean, how much can they clear if they waive Taysom? I mean, is that guaranteed now? I don't know. Oh, they can send Michael Thomas's bitch whiny ass to Houston. <laughs> <They're>, um, <laughs> they think Deshaun wants to play with him. They've gone from sixty-five million over to six and a half million over. Okay, so fifty-nine million. They cleared so, fifty. They cleared fifty-nine million somehow. Just making making everything bonuses. I mean, just kicking the can down the road. Well, and what what because what what you're seeing is like um, Armstead's got dead money on the con on the cap next year. 
because that's what they're doing. They're just pushing yeah. everybody's dead money out further and further. And so that's why they're 65 million over is because they've got so much dead money from like two years ago that they're like, we've got, they keep doing it. And, but the problem is, is if, it, if they never stop, then like, what, what is it like? Yeah. Can you feel the team? I mean, like they've been, they've been doing this for 10 years, pushing it every year I hear it's going to catch up. It's going to catch up. It's going to catch up. Obviously it's not going to catch up because they're still doing it. If you had told me in the earlier, if you had told me on Thursday that the Saints would be major players in the Deshaun Watson sweepstake, I would have like laughed my ass off. There's no possible way. But here we are. Here we are. The Saints are somehow, some way, have their name in this hat. And I think it's funny that Sean Payton chose to step away. And now they're like, oh, we're going to go get Deshaun Watson. You think he comes back or? <laughs> or what? Yeah, if, if Sean Payton was there, I would say, yeah, I would be a little bit more concerned than I am right Absolutely. now. But what, what's the appeal for Deshaun to want to go to New Orleans? The offensive line and Michael Thomas and Kamara? I mean, but that's still it. There is nothing outside of Michael Thomas. And then whatever they're giving up in this, I mean, that's going to deplete either the offensive line or the defense with what, what they have to offer. What if the odds Payton comes out of retirement if they land Deshaun? No. Nah. Because he – he left because of how bad the situation was. Cap wise and everything. Tell Dennis Allen to go, <laughs> go back to being the coordinator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they'll bring Sean Payton on as a special assistant and then just hand him the. So, hand him we a know that we know that we hired you, but listen, we're going to need you to just go back <laughs> to being a different yeah, coordinator. To doing what you did. He'll decide. <laughs> he'll decide like halfway through the offseason that he missed yeah. football. Because Deshaun is back, and he'll do that. He'll be the special advisor next year. Yeah, Allen will agree to step down in the in next offseason, and Peyton will be back as the head coach. It's it's like the office space where they just keep having to move his desk. You know, it's like, hey, we're gonna need you to move your yeah stuff. Yeah, we need you to move your stuff out of this okay. Office, okay, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> But I mean, Sean Payton. Let's be honest. I mean, he's probably headed to Dallas whenever McCarthy gets fired, right? I, I think Jerry's his boy. That was my thought. To... But if, if the Saints land to Sean, I don't anything could happen. Uh, Santa Claus is real. The Easter Bunny is real. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. It's crazy, man. Well, on top of all of that, free agency starts uh, Wednesday. Well, I guess the legal tampering starts tomorrow, but that's been going on since the combine, so not that it really matters. They, they, exactly, exactly. I don't know why they have this whole like legal tampering period. You might as well just start free agency tomorrow because you find out where people are signing in the next two days. Yeah. And I mean, you can't just be big, like, oh, well, we didn't have any, we didn't have any communications. Yeah, the big names are gonna. The, you'll you'll know where like a good chunk of the big names are signing by Wednesday already. I mean, they, they agree to terms in principle Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I mean, so just start for agency tomorrow. I don't understand what this whole legal tampering period is even about. Yeah. So they can try to save face for a little bit. It is what it is. I mean, it's, it's pointless. Well, like I said, I, I would, I know that they say they might draw this out. I fully expect that to, by tomorrow at 2 o'clock, we'll probably know where Deshaun Watson's going. As from a negotiation standpoint, 
they've got to know what they can get. Like that's it's been a year. You, I mean, we've got to you know, know you know, you know, you know that these dudes have been talking nonstop. I mean, they probably have not left the office since that that verdict came down on Friday. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I'm sure Samir Scott, Rule, and Tepper have probably been all together for the last few days. And if well, you if you were Tepper, you should have sent the private jet to go pick him up as soon as that ruling was done or handed out. Well, he's got to be in court Tuesday. Fly him right back. He's civil fine. Uh, it's true. Fly him right back with a black and blue jersey and let him go into the court. Get this shit over with. Hey man, I'm at you know I'm at the point of I'm in that the effort mode. You know, screw it. Just just who cares what we give up? Just just go do it. Whatever. At least it'll be fun to watch. I know if you can, if you can do it, and you can get rid of Robbie's money, and you can restructure CMC, and you can sign a couple offensive line free agents, I think I'm back. I think I'm in. I just need some sort of line being built in front of him. I, I just need I need it. I'm at the point too where if you can, if you can keep JC, I, I think JC is untouchable. I don't, I don't. I mean, he was our first-round pick last year. He looked amazing. I don't – I think he's a non-starter. Okay. If you can keep Chin, JC, and maybe send Derek or Derek Brown or Brian Burns, I'm fine with that. I, I know that people will scoff at me for saying Brian Burns, but, I mean, it is what it is. The cap you can purposes, do that. Chin's cap hit is only $1.4 million this year. Burns' cap hit right. is, nine, is $9 million. It'll there be 16 go. next year. Okay. Yeah, and you can somehow, like like you were talking about, if you can somehow convince them to take Sam, and I mean, I wish there was a way that we could work it to where they could throw in Tunsil, then I'm all on board. I just, like you said, Wes, it's it's the line, it's the line for me. It's, I mean, it's. I think the way you fix the line is you send somebody Robbie for a third, you package a third and a fourth to move up as early as you can and take best lineman available. That's one lineman. And then you draft the best possible lineman that you can afford with whatever money Robbie was taking up. So if, if you think you can afford Scherf and fill other holes after getting off of Robbie's money, you do it. But I don't think that's – you probably split his money. You split Robbie's money. He's at, what, 18, 16 this year. You pay $8 million to a lineman and $8 million to a safety if you can get off of that money. And then you turn around – take that third and a fourth and move up and draft another lineman. Yeah. I mean, Sheriff is, is obviously going to, I mean, it seems like there's a long shot just in general, even if we don't make the Deshaun trade, I think, um, I mean, if you make the Deshaun trade, I think you probably sign somebody like an Austin Colbert or you try to see what Norwell's number is. You're probably James Daniels, probably out of your price range at that point too. So, I mean, you you really have to – if you have your targets, I mean, at the offensive line, and I think they'll probably be best served letting it, letting it settle for a couple of days and not make that move, maybe day two or day three, um, start to target some guys and make some offers out there. But this is it makes it so, so much more important to target the right guys and the right pieces. You can't have, you know, paying starter-level money for, you know, a swing tackle when Cam Irving or, you know, giving up money like you did to Elfline and Irving uh, on day one last year. Uh, and then, like from the draft perspective, yeah, you're going to be getting a pick back in in the in the deal. So it's probably going to be a third or a fourth. You package that with your your other pick, uh, your fourth, and like you said, try to move up. 
um, or you just try to keep taking swings at it and spend three or four draft picks on nothing but offensive line. Uh, and, you, and you hope that Deontay can give you at least, you know, 30 snaps a game. You hope that Campman can come in and, and tell Rule what, what to do on the offensive line and have a voice there. And that's something else that we're not going to talk about, nobody's really talked about, but what does a Ben McAdoo-led offense look like with Deshaun Watson? Ian Thomas would be paying off that that, uh, that pay raise he got. That's for sure. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, Tommy Trimble might take a step forward because – we used a third round pick on him and he needs to step forward. Signing a fullback would would help too, like a legit fullback. Arma. You know. He's he's uh, I think one of you guys said he's spending his offseason in Charlotte. <sighs> I don't know. These these next cute couple of days are gonna suck. I was really I'm really hoping at this point. Part of me wants to hope that the Deshaun deal happens after this week, so I can place a bet while in Cherokee. But might just be throwing gonna, money away at this point. I was gonna place a a future a NFC Championship futures one um, while I was there, but now that seems kind of very dumb with the Brady back in Tampa thing. Hey, the Bengals had the second worst odds to win the AFC last year when I was up there. So, hey. Like I said, Deshaun, Deshaun gives you a chance no matter what. I mean, like I said, I always said it with Cam. At least I know with Cam going into every game, we have a shot <laughs> no matter what. I mean, you have a guy so, – you bring in a guy that can throw the deep ball that lets Robbie be Robbie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, at, I don't see it unless you send DJ off. I don't see a scenario where you can keep Robbie's money. Unless you, I mean, he can re, he can restructure, but I mean, part of part of what I liked about Robbie's contract is this was the last year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> then you, I mean, you 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 have Terrace and Shy, and this is going to be key to their development. I mean, Terrace basically just had a wash of a rookie season. It didn't. I mean, nothing came out of that due to quarterback play. Yeah, I mean, you look at what Deshaun did his last, you know, he year. He played with garbage Houston, man. <laughs> and people say that, you know, obviously he went four and twelve, but at the same time, he with with the roster they had, he threw for forty eight hundred yards, thirty eight touchdowns, seven picks. I mean, that's just ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous. With Chris Conley, uh, Brandon Cooks, Danny Amendola, Kenny yeah. Steals, maybe. Yeah. It's just tough. He's a tough the, dude, man. The more we talk about it, the, the receiving the receiver stuff, just send DJ as part of the trade because you don't want to keep Robbie or restructure Robbie and send DJ because you don't want to pay him eighty million next year. With the Gallup deal, I mean that's you're going. It's but it's what it's going to be at the very least. Has I mean ever, Gallup Gallup got five 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 sixty five. It's crazy. It's crazy. DJ's just not – I mean, I you can't pay DJ Moore $80 million. What if he comes out and has 12 touchdowns this year? You can't pay DJ Moore $80 million. Well, I mean, if he if, – if, if we figure out that all along it's been the quarterback and DJ Moore takes that crazy 
crazy stead. I mean, it's going to be a tough situation. How do, how do you build a team that, I mean, cause we don't, it's not like we have a ton of extra space opening next year after the restructures we've done this year and Deshaun's cap hit next year. It's not like we have a ton of space to sit there and pay DJ 80 million either. That's I'm going to tell you what, that's something else that people have been telling me for 10 years that, Oh, next year, the Panthers are going to have a bunch of space. We never, ever, ever had cap space. Well, we were supposed to have it this year, but the Sam deal and restructures kicked everyone's numbers down the can a year. And then Sam was, Sam was 18 million. Paying Cam 5 million, paying Robbie. Stephon 5 million. That's where, that's where it starts to go. Robbie was yeah, 18. Hey, hey. Robbie's 18 million. Sam's 18. Sam and Robbie were 36 million of the. This offseason yeah, hey, is when we were supposed to have it. And Sam and Robbie are 36 million of that that just got added to it. It's the worst move in franchise history. Playoff team. We were a playoff team. Hire, you, hiring Matt Rule, let's let's start. That's that's number one. But those decisions came after that. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired of Matt Rule. I'm gonna tell you what, if we had if we had fired Matt Rule and hired a new coach and we were trading for Deshaun Watson. I would probably be on cloud nine, but at the end of the day, it all boils down to that dude with the headset on is just a complete moron. And so any hope I ever get, I always come back to the, that simple fact that Matt rule is the one calling the shots and he's the head coach. And it's just like back into depression. <laughs> what I really hate is if the Deshaun move works out, we're yeah. stuck. We're stuck with him. We're yeah. stuck with him. And it's not because of him. No. It'll be Cam all over again. <laughs> we'll win just enough. He's got no excuses. I mean, he's got, well, he's got his two uh, former head coaches on staff now with McAdoo and Steve Wilkes. So maybe somebody can talk some sense into him how to manage a damn game. Steve Wilkes is a great hire, by the way. Yes, that's somebody who got a raw deal. Yeah, that's – I'm not sure he was ready to be a head coach at the time, but yeah, firing him after and, one and season. I, and I'll tell you what, too. I, um, the more I've read into it, the happier I am with the Campman hire, too. It's another good hire. I would have preferred, you know, Munchak, but you know, Campman is solid. So at least it's another voice in Matt Rule's ear telling him why he sucks and what needs to change. Would have been nice to have some film of Brady Christensen at left tackle to evaluate. So at least he's a he's. He's, saying he's already getting those subtle shots in, and that yeah. works. But I mean, it's just it's it's just more frustration because this is stuff that should have happened from the get go. Without a doubt, this this staff should have been a similar staff should have been assembled year one instead of allowing this guy to have full control for with everything since day one. So I don't understand why it took two years, but here we are. You, you you gave a you gave a college coach a lame duck GM and all college assistants. I basically said, "Yes, yours, boy. Take there it." There you go. You spent a year in the NFL. As a, <laughs> what was you, he like? Uh, an assistant assistant. I, assistant I can't remember what he was. He was line coach, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Lord, good well, old David. Good old David Tepper, man. He just 
Good thing he likes the other football, I guess, for the city of Charlotte because he's he's showing up there. Boy, I tell you what, that's been prime time television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that three games. He went out. He went out and did his one time tailgate for the home opener. Kissed some babies. Did a little politicking. You know, he actually grabbed yeah. the mic and, and and remember how to speak to the public. So good he got for that him. 70, he yeah. got that 70, 74,000 opening day attendance record and never to be seen again. You'll see him again when he needs some little bit of stadium money. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously they got, they got PSLs for the soccer soccer team yet. Oh, they do. They for, do. For $10 a month, I believe you can you can be one. You can be an owner. Oh gosh, that's okay. Let's let's wrap this up before we go on another tangent out here. But yeah, this whole episode has just been off the rails. I apologize to our listeners. It's just that's how this week's been. That's how this off season's been. That's that's how the Matt Rule tenure has gone. This episode is a is the perfect summation of the emotions and feelings of an entire franchise fan base right now. I mean, it's perfect summation for, like you said, this week, this start to this off season, just completely off the rails, never knowing what's going to happen. So. Here's and, to uh, maybe our fortune changing this week. Either way it does. It. It's a lose, lose situation. Even if we pull this trade off, the fan base is going to be pissed because of what we give up. Well, and if it doesn't happen, then he plays for the New Orleans Saints, and we have Sam Darnold as a quarterback still. I hate to say this, and I don't mean any offense to anybody out there, okay? Do your virtue signaling on Twitter. By all means, let everybody know how great of a person you are because you stand up for people without a voice on Twitter. But, y'all, everybody knows as soon as we make the playoffs, the fan base is not going to give a damn about what Deshaun did or did not do. That's just a sad re- that's Winkers the sad off. reality of life, okay? And if you're, you're lying to yourself, if you if you say any different, so. look at Just look at Pittsburgh for 15, 18 years of his career. Your, your opinion's not going to change anything, trust me. So just enjoy it. Winning cures all. Yep, especially in the NFL. Damn right there. Well... That's going to do it for this episode. Maybe the next time that we join you and you'll hear from us, we'll be celebrating the Sean Watson as a Carolina Panther, and hopefully it's not at the expense of the entire defense. <laughs> Maybe we'll actually get to talk about something that, like, that's yeah. legitimate and not yeah. just smoke next time. That's what yeah. I hope. We, we, we have either a trade or we, we have draft picks to look at. We have well, a draft preview coming. If, if it happens, we'll try to get on the mic as soon as possible and get a reaction, some sort of emergency. Yeah. I mean, regardless, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how things shake out. Vacation's on because it's going to be a wild couple of days. Let me tell you what. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so I'm going to be right. refreshing Twitter all day tomorrow. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Lord. All right, guys. Well, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, hopefully, it's in a, in a better spot for us as fans. More- little bit more structure next time yeah. <laughs> yeah you're exactly right but that's how this NFL off season is going to go it seems so we'll uh we'll catch you guys next time thanks later